How do children's authors build strong book businesses and grow their impact? By hanging out with Lori here on The Writer's Way. Okay, here are a few tips and a few flops because I posted in a children's authors group and I asked, what are some of your, you know, your out of the box marketing tips? And also I think it's really important to share flops because I think that we learn from each other's uh, mistakes and then we can save each other from making the same mistakes. So these names that I have are, are Facebook handles, but um, I assume that it's proper names as well. So here we go. Here's uh, our first bunch of tips and flops. And I really hope that I can do this once a month. So please email me or Facebook message me or Instagram DM me and share with me your tips or your flops or your really cool things that you've tried. Even if you don't know if it's going to work yet, I feel like it all helps to get everybody else's creative juices flowing, right? Because often we're just stuck with, well, I post on Facebook and that's my marketing. Uh, We need to think out of the box sometimes. So here we go. So Pilar said um, that she promoted her free ebook on a bunch of websites. So a bunch of those ebook promo sites and she paid for them even, and she only got a few downloads, but then, so that's her flop, but then she spent less and she used only one ebook service, ebook promo service, the fussy librarian, and she got close to a thousand downloads. So a huge difference. I do feel like the lists are different, but it also is different, um, picture books and children's books, some of those lists like free booksy and bargain booksy and all those things, they really are not geared for children's books. So yes, there's a lot of those services, but do some research. And I think a lot of us are using the fussy librarian and it's a really good one. So great tip, do a little bit of research and maybe ask other author friends, which ebook promo service they recommend. Obviously BookBub, if you can get one and fussy librarian um, are two popular ones because they actually work. Okay, author Lauren Arisman had a really cool Instagram t- Instagram tick tip. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys! Um, she said, if there's an account that you follow and you want to get their attention, or like for example, your ideal audience member, then you go to the hashtags they follow and then use them in your own posts. So it's a really strategic way for people to discover you, and they'll think that they're finding you by accident, and they'll be so thrilled. So. Thanks for sharing that, Lauren. I actually, you said it seems obvious, but I actually hadn't heard of that either. I think that's a really clever, um, a clever way to get discovered, let's say. Okay, author Elizabeth Arkalaki has two tips for us. And so the first one is she said one of the best things she ever did was she created a closed group and it was specific to her book. So a closed reader group and the majority of the members are not writers. So I know a lot of writers do, um, network with other writers and we end up supporting each other because we know how important it is and how helpful it is. But then we end up with, you know, a lot of writer followers and what we really need are readers. So that's great that Elizabeth says, you know, the members are not writers. She said they enjoy seeing her photos and reading details about stuff going on behind the scenes. And as an example, she shared a cute photo with her son when he was a baby and her sister's cat because a cat is in her latest book. And she said she used it and talked about the elements of truth and fiction that were in the book. So that's great tips. People are always wondering, what do I post? So, you know, about your inspiration for what went into the book and some pictures, I think, makes it all that much more real for readers. Okay, second one is more of a flop. She says that during the preparations for her Kickstarter, she also created a thunderclap campaign of hopes in the hopes of making it big on launch day. 
So a thunderclap, I don't believe is still around, but it sounded really appealing. It's a way to have loads of people share about your campaign or your launch all at the same time, all in the same day, presumably, you know, with different networks and different audiences so that in theory, you would have a huge reach when you do this thunderclap. But she says it flopped. She said she should have focused on explaining to people what a Kickstarter even was, what they had to do, and most importantly, when they had to do it. So because she was um, relying on that thunderclap on launch day, she said that uh, her first date was horrible, which is so disheartening. I'm sorry that happened, but... It was a struggle uphill, she says, but we made it. And it really took off during the last two weeks. And she says, if you put the work in, things can always turn around, even at a late stage of your campaign. Thank you, Elizabeth, for those encouraging words. And I'm glad Thunderclap isn't uh, an option anymore because I feel like it really it really did sound good and a lot of people would do it. Okay, author Stacy Bauer had a really quick one that I'll elaborate on, but she said, don't pay anyone to help you market your Kickstarter because it's not worth it. And I am victim of this. I absolutely did this with one of my Kickstarters. What happens is you put all your info in, you know, when you start the Kickstarter. And so these companies get access to your email address and you start getting these messages. And it sounds really good. It sounds like people who know what they're doing, they have access to these huge audiences and, you know, 50 groups or 500 Facebook groups or whatever. And they promise to uh, promote your Kickstarter campaign in it every single day. And for the person that I hired, I don't know what it was, 20 or 50 bucks. They even sent me pictures. This is me posting in all these different groups. Well, it wasn't personal posts. It wasn't, uh, any kind of differentiation based on the groups. It was just these promo groups that must exist just for people like this to do this. in. I don't think I had one, like one comment, one, you know, bit of action based on, on these marketers, uh, quote unquote. So I definitely agree with Stacy. Thank you for that warning. I don't know if Stacy did that too, but if you're, if you're new to Kickstarter, you're definitely going to have these people come out of the woodwork. So best to be forewarned. Uh, don't fall for it. Okay. Megan Foster says she doesn't know the results yet because you know, the book's not out and ready, but for her most recent book, she contacted a a restaurant and a kid's bookstore in San Francisco where the story is set. And she got permission to use their logos and her illustrations. So she's hoping that these businesses will be big supporters of the book since the book is essentially advertising their businesses. I love that out of the box sort of creative thinking. And I hope that's really useful for you and for them. Okay, so next flop, which we appreciate, came comes from Ashley Curran. So she says when she first created her author page, she paid $20 to be a follow train ghost. She says she gained 200 followers, but they were all very sexualized young women, she says. And three weeks after being done with it, literally every single one of them unfollowed her because they only did the train to get followers themselves. Lesson learned, I don't care about numbers anymore and I won't pay for a following. The real interaction is everything. Yes, I absolutely agree with that tip. Ashley, I'm sorry you had to learn the hard way, but hopefully by sharing it with me and sharing it here on the podcast, people will learn that any followers you have to pay for will not be worthwhile. 
Okay, last tip of the week. Well, a bit of a tip and a flop. I don't know. Author Nikki Philippone says she created a Facebook group for people who said they wanted to help her with her Kickstarter campaign. But then just two days later, she realized it was a huge mistake and she decided instead to focus on building one-on-one relationships. She says she's positive she would not have had any success with that Facebook group. And she's extremely glad that she chose to focus on building relationships instead. So eventually when she launched her Kickstarter, she did a Facebook group chat and it accomplished something similar that she had had in mind when she started with her group. She said the the chat was amazing for so many reasons and she thinks groups have a time and a place, of course, but she doesn't feel like it was the right strategy for engaging with her cheerleaders. So thank you for that. So in Nikki's experience, more one-on-one relationship building much more effective than one to many in a Facebook group. So thank you so much to authors, Nikki, Ashley, Megan, Stacy, Elizabeth, uh, Lauren, and Pillar. I really appreciate you sharing not just your wins, but also your flops, because I think it helps all of us learn so much when we hear that. And we can put our time and attention and energy and sometimes money in other places uh, that work for us, right? So I would love to do one of these tips and flops um, episodes, short and sweet, once a month. So please do send me a message, send me an email, laurie at laurierwriter.com, uh, DM me on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you want, and I can share these with people, and I think it's really helpful, so I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. 